Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely awesome day today and hope you continue to keep your immune system strong. I know a lot of people I've talked to in the last couple days have been fighting off some stuff, some basic stuff here and there, and I always get positive feedback from people when they follow the protocol with the the vitamin C and the D3 and the zinc, and basically helping to keep the immune system up to par and what it needs to do to maintain itself and also fight off anything you may get exposed to. And also, too, if you guys need anything, you guys saw it. It won product of the week, the vitamin C powder with antioxidants on sale right now for 10% off on the website. Incredibly good product. Mix it in with a shake, mix it in with water, mix it in with just about anything you want. And that's also tastes really good with stevia and monk fruit in it. So the children will also drink it. My kids love it and we'll mix a little bit of the vitamin C powder with the magnesium brain food and a little bit of the ultimate multiple powder. And it makes for a really, really good high-nutrient-density cocktail that even the kids will drink, and they actually want to drink it. They think it's like a like a juice drink. And uh, just throwing that out there. So, again, if you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. And I saw something earlier that I thought was interesting, and I've talked to quite a few people about this, is it's very odd to me now, all of a sudden, why the fake Russian campaign is what they called it two years ago about the Hunter Biden laptop is now suddenly getting covered all over mainstream media, almost like they want you to know about it and they want you to know it's real and they want you to basically fall into the narrative. You guys know me. I always think outside the box of a lot of stuff. And Ted and I talked about it in detail when this laptop came out. So did Hagman right before the election. And all the weird stuff that was on them, we've referenced back to it. And we all said it was real and it was confirmed it was real. Doug Hagman had contacts that confirmed all the information on it was factual. And yet they completely and totally buried it. And now all of a sudden it's like the Washington Post, CNN, all these guys are talking about investigations and what's going on over there with the Chinese energy firms with Hunter Biden. And I find it very, very odd right now that this entire thing is being brought up to the mainstream media, almost like they want everybody to focus on it for a reason. Are they planning on using Hunter Biden as a scapegoat? Are they planning on using this as an excuse now, as we've talked about before, to end the Joe Biden bumbling buffoon regime and drop him from the presidential spot and put Kamala Harris in place when we talked about that a year ago is that we we thought as a theory it's possible that they may use him to further the agenda as far as they could take him until his mental decline was so egregious that pretty much they can no longer keep him even doing anything. Yesterday, you guys saw video. He's bumbling around on the fake White House set, I mean total stage set, then he goes, oh, I'm going to get my, my fourth vaccine shot. I'm going to get my, my second booster. And, you know, free vaccines and boosters with free at home tests and high quality masks. Everybody needs to get boosted today. I'm going for my second boost shot. And then he kind of wanders around stage, literally like wanders around. And he goes, I'm not sure why we're doing this on stage. Everybody kind of laughs at him. And then he just sits down and takes probably a saline shot because, I mean, they can't afford to give him RNA gene therapy. The stuff is so toxic, he probably would have already checked out considering his mental decline. And I found it kind of interesting. So it was very disturbing to see him kind of kind of shuffle around on the stage and make comments like, I don't really know why we're doing this on stage. And I'm going, you know what? 
this is something that people, I think, are starting to come to grips with if they didn't already figure out. This guy's been nothing more than a mere puppet doing the basically whatever his masters bid him to do. This was the entire point. This is why he was not a 81 million vote election president. The whole thing was rigged from the very beginning. The whole thing they used with COVID was used as as far as the mail-in ballots. And, you know, was Trump doing a lot of the right stuff? Absolutely not. But I can tell you right now, Trump's pretty aggressive and a pretty assertive with stuff. And I, I have a feeling he was probably a lot harder and a lot more difficult to handle overall than the bumbling buffoon, because this guy's pretty much, they prop him up like Weekend at Bernie's. I mean, kind of just prop him up there, put his arms up, stage him up there, put a brace behind him, <laughs> shoot some amphetamines in him. I'm joking. I don't know if they're doing that or not, but that's how it appears. They put a teleprompter in front of him, and he just kind of rambles on and then just kind of shuffles off the stage. It's pretty pathetic from a presidential standpoint. Even though we know it's theater, it almost appears to me like they did this to break the credibility of the United States as Trump was loudmouth and ran his mouth on Twitter all the time and hacked people off and did not that did not act presidential. But my goodness, at least the man wasn't stumbling around on stage looking like he was lost and didn't know what direction to walk around and just kind of stumbled off. This has just been embarrassing from a United States standpoint. So are they getting ready to do this with the Biden laptop in order to bring down the Biden family so they can say, well, justice has been served, and now Kamala Harris is going to take over? I don't know, but it feels very odd to me that all this stuff is finally starting to come out when we knew it was true two years ago, but yet now all the mainstream media outlets – because remember what I always told you before? Anytime the mainstream media outlets start parroting and saying the same thing and saying the same thing over and over and over again, you have to 100% question it every single time what their motive is and what their narrative they're pushing behind the scenes because they never do that unless they're trying to push their specific narrative and direction on the general public in order to sway people to focus and think about what they want them to focus on, Dad. It's very clear from a psychological operation standpoint if you know what they're doing. What do you think? It's a shell game, Austin. That's all this has ever been. It's always that way. And that's why we talk about the obfuscation all the time. You're absolutely right. They tell you what they're going to do. Then they broadcast what they're doing, and then they blame you for doing what they did, and they say it was your fault and that you're lying and you're being basically horrible with what you're doing, and they accuse you of doing the very thing that they did. I mean, it's unbelievable how these guys do this. I mean, let me give you a perfect example. Just hit the news this morning. Bruce Willis has got some serious, serious, serious health problems, and you know, he's having all kinds of mental issues that are caused primarily by many strokes. And here's the article here. It's from MSN.com. It says, concerns about Bruce Willis's declining cognitive states swirled around the sets for the last year. Just days before Bruce Willis was rescheduled to turn, basically, to go to another movie set, uh, he's basically decided he's going to retire because he can't talk. And, and you think, well, wait a minute. You, you can't talk? You know, it says, it looks like we have to knock Bruce Willis's page count down by five pages. Mike Burns, the director of Out of Death, wrote in June 2020, two years ago. Email to the film's director. We also need to abbreviate his dialogue a bit so there will be no monologues. You know, and one of the reasons this is happening with him now is that they're saying that he's got a serious cognitive decline. And the cognitive decline that we're talking about is aphasia. And, you know, and so now here we are, people saying that Bruce Willis had to be fully vaccinated to be on the sets. And the aphasia basically is being caused by many strokes that Bruce Willis is having. So now, probably one of the top action stars of all time 
67, 68 years of age, has to retire. He can't remember his lines. He can't talk. And so now they're saying, oh, nothing to do, nothing to do. You know, it says that amphasia set in seven days after the second dose of the mRNA-based SAR SARS COVID vaccine, and it's listed as one of the side effects on the Pfizer documentation from the testing. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. But they're saying nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Just go look. You know, and now we know that aphasia can be caused by the COVID vaccine. So how do we know his aphasia wasn't caused by the vaccine? Nobody wants to talk about it. Now remember, Bruce Willis is an A-list star. He's big time Hollywood. He's up there the way Arnold Schwarzenegger used to be. He's like, you know, he's up there with all of them. Sylvester Stallone, all of them. So when you have a top star like this start having mini strokes, he's not that. He's my age for heaven's sakes. And remember, this is one of the thousands of symptoms that are reported that are elevated after the COVID vaccines are rolled out. It's number 1,574 on the sorted list of systems elevated by symptoms elevated by COVID vaccine that was calculated back in November of 21. Guys, it's so important that we understand this. So does Bruce Willis now have brain problems and many strokes because he took the vaccine? That's your choice. You make the decision on it. My opinion, First Amendment here, I believe it's directly related to it. There's too many people out there having neurological problems. I know multiple people with memory impairment, many strokes. All these things are happening all around us because spike proteins can, pa- can pass through the blood brain barrier they get into the brain they get into those tiny tiny blood vessels in the brain they're like little razor blades in there and they start rupturing those doggone blood vessels and you start having many strokes many strokes many strokes so many people have had many strokes after this or neurological impairment i feel sorry for bruce willis i really do i mean i, I like the guy he's a republican you know he's he's not out there promoting the gay agenda he's not doing any of that stuff and let I me mean, and yesterday we really hammered the gay agenda and Austin said basically if these people are doing stuff that you know they shouldn't be doing as far as the Bible, it's their decision, their choice between them and God, and he's right. Let me give you the perfect example of a gay guy, a couple of them, who basically keep it to themselves. Tom Cruise, John Travolta. I was told by one of the top Hollywood people who do film production, et cetera, and distribution in Europe that both those guys are gay. I've told you the whole story before. Got the lady's name. I got her business card here. She works for a huge production company that distributes these films in Europe. People say, well, do you care that Tom Cruise is gay? Actually, it's his own choice. He's a Scientologist. He's got a whole lot more problems. <laughs> He's got some weird ideas. So does John Travolta. All right? And so I feel sorry for Tom and the fact that he's not saved and he hasn't accepted Jesus Christ. The same thing with Travolta. And I'm, and I'm diametrically opposed to their lifestyle choices, but it's their lifestyle choices but they don't flaunt this. Now, Travolta got busted a couple of times for, with massage guys, et cetera, getting sued. But that's all been hush-hushed. You know, and, you know, Kelly Preston stayed married to him until she died of breast cancer, which I don't believe she had that. I believe she had some type of other thing going on, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But that's my opinion again. The problem with all of this stuff is if they want to act like that, if they want to be that way, you know, Rock Hudson was the same way. He wasn't flamboyant with his homosexuality. He just wasn't that guy. If they want to act like that and they want to act like, you know, men, whatever, you know, they, they're going to do it in their own personal lives. I mean, you know, Sodom Gomorrah has been with us a long, long time, still here, and God's already told us how he feels about Sodom and Gomorrah and how that's going to end up for these people. Tom Cruise has a lot more problems than, you know, his gay stuff, and to, he needs to get saved and get right with God and, and quit living in that lifestyle. Same thing with Travolta. But the point is, you know, we talked about it in depth yesterday, and I don't want to be that guy that says that you know all gays are bad, all gay. No, they're not. 
They're not. Now, they're all gays are living in sin. That's an absolute fact. And all of them have basically separated themselves from God. And God says in the New Testament that they cannot enter the kingdom of God of that lifestyle. He says that. Now, if they don't like that, whatever. Now, in the Old Testament, they were very harsh on them, and they took them out back and stoned them to death. But we're not in the Old Testament. We're living in the New Testament now. So here's the thing. We can't be throwing everybody under the bus. Now, when they get – we talked about this yesterday. When the president of Disney starts talking about wanting to groom our children – yeah, we've got to step away from that, and we've got to say, no, we are not going to allow that. We are not going to put ourselves into that situation. And, you know, here, here you know, Brad sent me this letter today. It's from a friend of his at Disney World. And he goes, in 1989, my wife Phyllis and I took our girls to Disney World for the first time in 1993. We purchased points on the Disney Vacation Club. We've been annual pass holders since 1993, and we've spent literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on Disney entertainment. We have created priceless memories with our children, grandchildren, and other family members and friends, and I have no regrets. However, Disney is not the company that it used to be because this militant homosexual lobby, I'm adding this, has taken it over. And I cannot justify continuing our patronage with the company. The people that run Disney won't call my four- and seven-year-old granddaughters princesses anymore, but they do support teaching them about sex in school. I will miss some of the things about Disney, but their stances on things, they're continuing to nickel and dime every penny from their guests, and their complete disregard for many of the people that support them has moved me to sever my ties with them, selling my timeshare, canceling my Disney Tickets Plus, and canceling my Disney Visa. I'm sure my actions will have no effect on the entertainment, entertainment monolith, but I will sleep better from a former Disney supporter. Guys, listen to me. Her not going to Disney is not going to make one bit of difference. But if all of you listening to this show right now, the millions of listeners that we have, if you guys all say crap on these people, I'm done, and you pull your support, they're going to feel the punch. All of them will. But we can't continue to support these clowns. I mean, period. I mean, we, we, we just got to stay away from everything that is Disney. And, and, and guys, listen to me. They're all owned by Black, Black Rock State Street and Vanguard and, and these bloodline families. So why do you want to support any of that stuff that they're doing? I mean, look at this thing with Pfizer right now. Pfizer, basically, the, the CEO of Pfizer is coming out and he is saying now that if people – this guy's name is uh, uh, CEO Borla, B-O-U-R-L-A, calls people spreading vaccine misinformation criminals. But did his wife die after a Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine? That's interesting, isn't it? Andrew Chang interviewed the Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla, about developing the COVID-19 vaccine and why he calls people to spread vaccine misinformation criminals. Borla states, the CEO of Pfizer, they literally cost lives. and They know that what they are saying is a lie, but they do not. They do it despite. Now, now, this is why I brought this up at the beginning of the show. We know he's lying. He knows he's lying. Everybody knows he's lying, but he's telling us we're lying because this is what they do. It, it, it's just, this is basically transference. They're transferring the lie back to you. This is like saying to somebody, I got Joe over here. I can't stand Joe, okay, and I've got Dave over here. And I like Dave, and Dave's not around, so I tell Joe, Dave said that you're an absolute piece of garbage person, okay, to Joe. Now, I'm not telling Joe to his face. That he's an absolute piece of garbage. First portion, I'm transferring that from this from Dave, but Dave's not here, so Joe now hears me say you're an absolute piece of crap person, All right? So I get to say it, but it's not coming from me. Okay, I'm transferring it from someone else, but it's a lie. Dave never said that. That's what they do here. I'm gonna read it to you again. They literally cost lives. Pfizer literally cost lives. 
They know what happened with their research. They know that they are saying it is a lie, but they do it despite that. Borla mentions how people online claim, listen to this, how his wife died after taking the pfizer COVID vaccine that he forced her to take. And he says that's all lies, too. Did she die after getting pfizer COVID vaccine? Is he saying that she did die, but that her cause of death is not due to the vaccine? His comments are not clear. He said about his wife dying after the vaccine, his quote was, but forget that. That's nothing compared to how many people did not do the vaccine and die because of that. I mean, what the heck's even? So what he basically is inferring from his statement is his wife died after the vaccine, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm glad he had such a crappy relationship with his wife. And so now he's saying that she's dead. He's not saying she didn't die from the Pfizer vaccine, but that's nothing compared to the people that died from not getting the vaccine. All lies. Remember, Satan is the father of lies. If you read in the book of John, he tells Jesus tells these Pharisees, Sadducees, these satanic synagogue of Satan rulers there in, in Israel, in Jerusalem, that their father is Lucifer, and he was a liar from the beginning, and basically that, that he's their daddy. They're all a bunch of liars. And that's what these guys are. Now, so let's just go back here. Now, let's go to Wikipedia here, and let's look up Albert Borla. Okay, there's a really awful picture of him on Wikipedia. He's age 60. He's from Greece. And it says Albert Borla is a Greek-American veterinarian and a chairman of and chief executive officer of Pfizer, an American pharmaceutical company. He joined the company in 93 and has had several executive roles prior to becoming chief executive officer. He served as the other chief operating officer. So let's talk about his early life and occupation and education. Now, you guys know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to read it anyway. I'm reading it from Wikipedia. Borla was born and raised in Greece. His parents were Shabbatic Jews, who were among the 2,000 to 50,000 Jews in Thessalonica to survive the Holocaust. According to Borla, his mother was allegedly minutes away from execution by a firing squad when she was spared via ransom paid to a Nazi party official by her non-Jewish brother-in-law, while his father happened to be out of the Jewish ghetto, where the residents were taken to Auschwitz concentration camp and went into hiding, never to see his parents again. Now, is this true? I have absolutely no idea. Well, he says, but to me, it's interesting, and I, I'm not being because I know a lot of people died in the concentration camps. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's not true because it is. Okay, I'm not going to pretend like that didn't happen. Both Jews and Christians and Gypsies, a lot of people died. Is this what happened to his parents, grandparents, or whatever? I don't know, but I do know this: it sure does seem there's a whole bunch of people whose parents were in concentration camps or, just, or basically got away from the clutches of the Nazis who suddenly are in high-level CEO positions of major Fortune 500 corporations. Just an observation. I'm not picking on them, whatever. told you yesterday, give me a chance, I'll offend everybody. Then we got all of this stuff going on with what he's saying now, and his wife dying. So ask yourself a question. Is he of the synagogue of Satan? Just ask yourself that. I mean, is he involved in the Kabbalah? Is he tied together with this group of people that are running the planet through the ancient Canaanite religions? I don't know. I'm asking that question. But it sure seems to be a huge common denominator with the synagogue of Satan group. It really does. So he's now telling all of us that we're lying. Therefore, I decided to slam his little butt today and make you guys think about who he is and what he really believes and what he wants to do. So here we have Bruce Willis, one of the top actors in Hollywood, basically – can't remember his lines, can't really talk, and he's in all kinds of problems right now. So ask yourself a question, and I'm going to say this again. Yesterday, I went. I met a friend of mine at a car dealership over in Tampa, 
good friend. I've known the guy for over 20 years. And he had taken the Pfizer vaccine back in well, for when it first came out. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I said, and I talked to him, I said, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe you've done this. And he goes, well, why? Isn't it good? So I literally sent him over 100 articles giving him the side effects. Now, listen to me. This is just another example of what I'm telling you. And finally, he told me he wasn't going to take any more vaccines. He told me that. So I quit sending him articles on the vaccines. So I saw him yesterday for the first time in a year. And I said, how many? Have you, no more vaccines, right? He goes, oh, no, I've had all three of them. <laughs> I just looked at him. And I just shook my head. That's what he feel. He said, I feel okay. And I'm like, why? And I said, I said, why, why did you do this? Why did you do this? And he goes, well, it was just, you know, just peer pressure, pressure, you know, for my family. And I'm like, dude, really? Yeah. See, that's how extensive I sent him hundreds of articles. But then again, how many people used to listen to this show who got vaccinated? And now they can't listen to the show anymore because they feel convicted. And if you have been vaccinated, if you were forced to be vaccinated and you're listening to the show, you know, my hat's off to you. I tip my hat to you because, you know, you got some you got some pretty good guts going on because, I mean, I, I don't know what to do. But some of you guys were forced to take it or you're going to lose your job. You couldn't support your family. I got that. I understand. But the, the, the problem I've got with all of this stuff is that the people who willingly, after they get the knowledge and they know the truth, go out and do it. And I've seen it repeatedly. And then they end up getting sick. I had another one. The lady's name was Susan. I used to work with her on the seminar circuit, gosh, you know, 30 years ago. Called her up a couple months ago. I told you the story. And her husband and her both have had the vaccine, and he had a stroke immediately within a week after the vaccine. And this story goes on and on and on and on and on. And yet, now the FDA approves like the fourth, they're approving the, they've already approved the, before, approved the fourth booster shot for Pfizer, and they're working on the fifth. I, Austin and I told you this isn't going to go away. People were saying, well, once Donald Trump gets out of office, all this vaccine nonsense is going to stop. I said, no, it's not. It ain't ever going to stop because they're making millions of dollars on you as they kill you and inject you with nanotech. Ugh. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ, guys. Stand firm in your convictions. Austin, what do you think? Well, and then the frustrating part is the United States taxpayers footing the bill for all these shots. <laughs> that's, that's the part that we're really just... I try not to think about it a lot because it really just grinds me on that one. When you know that they've basically done these multi-trillion dollar bills and they hand Pfizer tens of billions of dollars on top of tens of billions of dollars to pay for the shot. And then they have the audacity to come out and say, it's effective and it's fully safe and it's completely free. Go get your shot. And you're going – well, how was it completely free? It was wrapped up in a $1 trillion COVID bill that you gave all this money to Pfizer. Pfizer's basically a COVID company now. They are never going to let COVID go away. They are going to continue. I 100% guarantee you they're going to roll out a fifth shot here very shortly. They're going to say, you know what? We see it again. There's another variant coming up, and big bobblehead flip-flop Fauci's going to come out on national television and say, listen, this isn't over yet. It's not over. I mean, he came out, what, a week ago. I was making fun of him. He came out and said, oh, guys, listen, if you're fully vaccinated right now, you absolutely have to get the booster because of the Delta Cron, Monster Cron, Transformer Cron variant that's now sweeping Europe. 
It's going to get everybody. Ah. I'm like, golly, just shut up and stop talking, dude. Nobody wants to hear about you anymore. If, 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 our, if our politicians and our elected officials that are allegedly there for the people, by the people, are not going to indict him and are not going to federally charge him with essentially crimes against humanity – and they're just going to let him continue to go about, which appears that's what they're going to do, because for some odd reason, I guess whoever he's connected with, the Clintons or whoever, the man's like untouchable. I mean, he's right up there shoulder to shoulder with Hillary Clinton. Nobody will touch him. Nobody. Rand Paul's had some choice words back and forth, but quite frankly, I think a lot of that's been theater, because I think he's done it to kind of expose Fauci, but nobody's done anything about it. Nobody's dropped him down. Nobody's reduced his pay. Nobody's fired him. Remember I told you guys when he was running his mouth when Trump was in office, I said, why doesn't Trump just fire him? Terminate him. He's the, he's the president of the United States. You can fire anybody. You're at the top of the food chain. You just go, uh, guess what? You're fired. I mean, Trump's good at saying that. You're, you're fired. I mean, he already had the show, the apprentice and all that. I mean, he could easily have done that, but he didn't. Because apparently everybody's told everybody up there in Washington that Fauci just is untouchable. And who knows why? I don't know. Maybe he's involved in so much deep, dark stuff. That appears to be what it is. And again, like I said earlier, it's odd to me now that we have all this Hunter Biden laptop discussion, almost like they want people to know about it now, even though they blatantly told us that it wasn't true two years ago when we knew it was. So again, we have to continue to get the truth out there regardless, but always understand what they're trying to do, like Dad said earlier, with the shell game. Also, too, in other news, I saw earlier now on Zero Hedge, they've been reporting that Putin has now signed a decree ordering gas exports to be halted if buyers don't pay in rubles now, which is very interesting. I still haven't found anything about the ruble being pegged to gold, as we talked about earlier with some of the fake news earlier this week that that was coming about. I've heard rumors of it. I've heard discussions of it. But it's not something you can just do overnight. You have to have an insane amount of gold to start pegging your currency and backing your currency in gold. And it's all got to be assayed. It's all got to be accounted for. And it's all got to be basically documented. And so, but he has come out now. They said they signed a decree demanding payments in ruble for all Russian gas supplies beginning April 1st, according to the decree. While Russia will continue to supply gas at set volumes and prices, it will demand that buyers of gas open accounts and of gas open accounts in Russian banks, and where that Moscow can halt gas contracts if buyers don't pay in rubles. Additionally, new proceedings in the euro or USD will be blocked or can be blocked. Pushing what many viewed as a bluff to the edge, Putin said that the active contracts will be halted if demands are not met and explained that the move is meant to increase settlements in national currencies. This was posted up earlier today on Zero Hedge. I'll post it on the website. It showed some of the stuff that's going on now in the markets. And it's very interesting because as we see these things continue to occur you know, on the global scale – I told everybody before, you know, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine? There's nothing that we can physically be involved in right now. This is not much we can do about it. It's it's whatever's set on the stage is set on the stage. That's why I've told people, don't be worried, don't be stressed, don't be freaked out, don't be you know wringing your hands going, oh, what's going to happen next over there in Russia? Are they going to drop a nuke on everybody? I told you guys that a couple weeks ago. Everybody's freaking out. Oh, you mean nuclear war tomorrow? Some of these alternative media sites said, dude, calm down. Now, if you want to use it as a motivation to get prepared and have some backup food and make sure you've got proper amounts of ammunition and you go take some defense classes and you make sure you have some backup water and some backup supplements and iodine and yet you use that as motivation, by all means, use it as motivation. As I've told you before, a little bit of worry is not bad. Say you walk out on the road and you go, whoa, 
about to get hit by a car. I jump back. That's that's healthy. You stand on the side of a building that's 100 feet up, and you go, whoa, I don't need to get too close to that in case I slip off and fall, and the laws of gravity connect to me. It's a little bit of okay. Use that worry to make sure you guide it and focus it in the right direction to make progress or make positive change, like stepping back away from the building. That's positive change. Negative change when you step forward and go, I don't believe in the laws of gravity. They don't apply to me. Like some of these individuals that have now acted like with this whole transgender community now. There's certain laws of nature that aren't changed. And so use this time as an excuse or as a motivation or as a reason or as a guiding factor to say, hey, listen, I need some backup supplies. I need some backup storage. I need to make sure that I'm prepared. I saw an article earlier now, and this, they've been talking about this for the last couple months, and it's not a joke. I've, I can see it in the market. I can see it at the store, and I can see it even with the organic and with the meat supplies. And they're saying the majority of all the food and the shelves – are basically starting to get hit with massive price increases. I talked to a guy yesterday that I know that I've worked with many years in the past in the automotive industry, and he's in the lighting sector as far as with automotive lighting, housing lighting, floodlights and stuff. He actually helped me get some of the massive floodlights that I have around my entire house that are on an emergency switch on a backup generator that can flip on and light up the entire neighborhood. Yes, I'm that guy. And so I talked to him last night, and he goes, Dude, he goes, the tariffs and the prices of these these lights that we're getting out of China and a lot of the chips and the metal housings he's had have gone through the roof. He said, I've got like 30, 40% price increases on a lot of this stuff. And I was telling him, you know, some of the prices that we got when I originally got some of these floodlights. He's like, dude, you can pretty much almost double that now for those big boys you got, those 25,000 lumen ones. He goes, if you can even get them right now. He said, we can't even get a hold of them. And he said, because everything's being based on smaller stuff right now that's basically highly, you know, has a higher profitability. And he said, everything is going up. And he said, now with the fuel hitting it, fuel's hitting everything on top of that, because now you got to have transport costs once it actually gets to it. And I started talking to him about food and stuff. And he goes, yeah. He goes, we actually bought some more food supplies the other day from a local place that he knew. And uh, he said he was getting ready to store it. He said, realistically, he goes, hedging yourself. With food right now, whether it's canned food or beans and rice properly stored or food buckets, he goes, it's literally money in the bank. That's what he said to me. He goes, it's money in the bank and it's not cash. He said, anything you buy right now that's a sustainable product, that's a long-term product, like vehicles that are a healthy thing to be involved in, not a depreciating vehicle, but basically you know, a collector vehicle, property, good real estate at a good price, not this overinflated stuff – Food, he said, especially food that you can or land that you can grow food on and food that you can store, ammunition, firearms. He said, anything's better than cash right now. He said, especially if you start getting into silver and gold and platinum. He said, the dollar's devalue. And he goes, it's funny. And me and him went back and forth. And he said, what's funny, Austin, a lot of people don't realize this. He goes, it's not necessarily that everything's getting more expensive. It's the fact that the dollar is becoming that devalued. And I said, I know, dude. I said, it's a hard concept for people to realize. I said, when you start putting more dollars out there and there are more dollars in circulation, it becomes less valuable, which means everything becomes more expensive. And we talked about the analogy of gold. And I said, if somebody somehow came up with the ability to start printing gold, you just had a gold printing press. And all of a sudden, you could just start stamping out gold jewelry. And it was 24-karat gold or you know, 22-karat, 18-karat, enough where you could wear it. And I said, start stamping out gold coins. And everybody, they start stamping out gold coins. I said, and they started producing a million ounces of gold a week in gold because they could stamp it out now. I said, do you think the value of gold would drop down? 
He goes, absolutely. I said, of course it would. I said, because gold would not be a commodity anymore. That it was a rarity. Everybody would have gold necklaces and gold watches and gold eagles in their safe because you could simply just get it anytime you wanted. And that's exactly what happens when you start printing dollars. Everybody starts printing dollars with the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, and all of a sudden the dollar just keeps being less and less valuable because there's more and more and more of them in circulation, which means they're less meaningful or less valuable. So that's what you have to understand right now when you're looking at certain things to either invest in or hedge in or certain supplies, long-term supplies. It's so crucial that people continue to make sure they have certain things on deck that they may need. And also, too, in other news, I was looking at this earlier. This is very strange, and I guess this is becoming the new normal over in China. Is I saw a video earlier. Is that, you know They started full zero COVID policy lockdowns again. I told you guys about that at the beginning of the week. China's like in full-blown lockdown panic mode again. Nobody's even allowed to be outside. And they now have these DARPA dogs. You guys have seen them before. I've showed you guys videos of them years ago that DARPA worked on. They're the robotic DARPA dogs, and they're walking up and down the street with giant PA megaphones on them, speaking basically in Chinese, telling everybody to stay in their home. It's lockdown. You're not allowed to walk outside. And I was looking at it, and I was going, this is like Cyberdyne. This is, this is like the Terminator movie, Cyberdyne run amok. This is where this is headed. This is what they want to start doing. And I said, how long is it? Before we start seeing DARPA and whatever other agencies are working on these, start running around with the robotic AI soldiers that we've seen DARPA work on, the ones where they're sitting there running and they're jumping over hurdles and they're jumping off boxes. Everybody's seen the videos now. If you haven't, look them up. DARPA robotic soldiers. I said, how long is it before we start seeing these robotic soldiers walking down the streets in China? Basically, if anybody's outside, they stop you or detain you or hit you or jump on you or straight shoot you. You know, the movie RoboCop, the first RoboCop, it's got a scene in the movie. Now, me and Doug actually talked about it about a year ago. We played the scene. It's a very graphic scene. It's toward the beginning of the film. And they're talking about using robotic soldiers. This movie came out in the late 80s, guys. I mean, it's an old movie. I mean, it's, it's older than me. And uh, I think it's like 30, it 86 or something, 85. Don't quote me on that. I have to look it up. And they bring it in. Bring in this big conference room. All these guys are in there. These, you know, Thai guys are in there. And um, they say, pick up this gun. And so one of the, uh, you know, the board members picks up a Desert Eagle and points at the robot. The robot says... You have 10 seconds to drop your firearm now. And the guy goes, oh, okay, ha, ha, ha. He drops the firearm. Robot looks at him and goes, you are now in violation of such and such code, you know, law. You now have five seconds to drop your firearm. And he goes, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not carrying a firearm anymore. And he goes, you are now in full violation. You are not following orders. You will be engaged with deadly force if you do not drop your firearm. And he starts running around the conference room. Everybody's probably seen this before. The robot unloads on him, like blows him in half in the middle of the conference room. They go in, and the scientists are trying to shut the robot down. If anybody thinks that this stuff was sci-fi back 35 years ago, and you don't think they're working on this stuff now, Dad already talked about it in detail with the AI drones and what they want to start using in warfare to make decisions. Once you start allowing artificial intelligence to take over, which is, in my opinion, the true AI, the giant computers that they have, I personally think they are being used as a gateway to another dimension. It's a dark dimension. I personally think they're getting a lot of their information and knowledge from Satan. 
That's my personal opinion. When you actually do the research and you talk about it and you start digging into it and you look at it, that's what I think they're doing with the AI. That is why they're pushing the AI. It's not necessarily this computer artificial intelligence life form. It's that this computer AI is tying into another dimension that is able to be controlled through the darkness. That's why I think they're pushing this. That's why they want to have a full digital everything. That's why they want to have digital computers on everything. And that's why they want to bring everybody into the metaverse and tie everybody into a 5G system. So again, it ties back into Genesis. Every thought of man was evil all of the time. And you can read all kinds of different translations of that verse in Genesis, and it's the same thing every single time, that Noah's family was the only clean DNA on the planet because every thought of man was evil all the time. That's why they're promoting this right now. And so when I see stuff like Disney and what they're doing right now and doubling down on it, with their extremely blatant pedophilia nature. And, you know, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday. I had stopped by their house, and they were talking about some people that they knew that was dealing with a counselor and a child. And they said that basically the counselor came in and was talking to them about how, you know, one of the children, one of the, you know, the counselor came in and was talking to one of their friends about how the child, you know, if he needed to express himself in a certain way or he didn't feel comfortable expressing himself as a boy or a girl, that he basically, they needed to accept his reality and that basically they needed to embrace it and they accept that that's his reality. And they said, no. No, this, we're not going to accept this reality. If, if he's a grown teenage boy, he's a grown teenage boy. This is how it's going to be in this house. We're not going to accept some artificial reality or fantasy because that's the way he wants it to be. The entire family is not going to cater to one other person in the family because they want to live in a fantasy world. And I use the analogy. I said, here's the argument that I have with that, with this whole you have to accept the reality. I said, if my five-year-old, gets in his Iron Man suit, and he climbs up on the top of my house, and he's on the top of the peak, and he's, you know, 20 feet, whatever, on top of the house, and he's standing there in his Iron Man suit, and he goes, Dad, I am Iron Man today. I want to jump off the roof. Am I supposed to now say, you know, son, it's your reality. If you want to live in that reality and you want to think you're Iron Man, it's totally okay to jump off the roof. Absolutely not. I'm going to be on that roof so fast, even without a ladder, grabbing him and making sure he doesn't do something stupid. Now, my son's un unbelievably brilliant. He would never do anything like that. But I'm using it as an analogy to say, where do you cross the line with reality and with fantasy where you start accepting things and saying, well, they want that to be their fantasy. So we're just going to let them think that's reality. No. As a parent, it is your duty, it is your requirement to teach your children about what the real world is. What they're continually doing right now intentionally is distorting reality and making it fantasy so that you do not have any basis of reality. There's a reason why there are concrete laws of man. There are laws of nature. There are biblical laws. They are there for a very specific reason. As I've said the concept before, the law of gravity is in an argument. And people go, it's only a theory. I saw this the other day. Some stinking feminist leftist lesbian was running her mouth about how transgenderism and all this stuff was, you know, it's something that they need to feel and that gravity's only a theory and that this entire thing of gender's only a theory. That's it. Fantastic. Get on top of a 10-story building and tell me gravity is a theory, and I will laugh at you as you splat on the concrete. Now, I'm being obviously very sarcastic. 
That is something that for some odd reason nobody has been able to grasp this concept in the leftist world now. They want people to focus on the fantasy world. Once you remove the laws, once you remove reality, once you remove the truth, everything then can become a lie, and they can make you believe anything they want. That is why they're promoting this agenda. That is why they're trying to push it on these children, and that is why Disney is so stinking mad right now that people are pushing back because they do not want their agenda being compromised. And that's why I commend all of you. I commend everybody that has basically stepped out from the Disney trance and is no longer involved in it. I've heard this from numerous people. They're like, dude, we're done. We're not going to go to Disney. We're not going to get past it, even though we really wanted to. We're not going to do it. We're not going to financially support a company that is blatantly this obvious. You may have a company that you have gone to or if you've got a restaurant or something, and they may do something behind your back or it's not public. There's, you know, you don't know what every single person does in their private business or their private life. You can't. But when you have a company that's getting on national television saying that we're going to promote as much queerness as we can and are not so basically secret gay agenda is going to be promoted in children's films and we're going to have Buzz right. here have a homosexual makeout scene with another boy in the kids film you got to kind of question and go okay they're not doing something behind the scenes now they're blatantly doing this in front of us and that is where i've told you guys my line is drawn because free will is a heck of a thing people have a right to make their own choices and do their own thing but when you start telling other people we have to be subjected to your perversion and we have to accept it because well it's inclusive now, my friends, that's where the line is drawn because we all have a right to say what we want to say, and we all have a right to also say, no, I don't agree with that. No, I'm not going to go along with that. What do you think, Deb? Very well said. And what we have to understand is, see, Disney has specialized in fantasy now for 60, 70, 80 years. It's all fantasy and witchcraft and make-believe yep. and spells and magic. It's all satanic. I mean, Disney had a Club 33 Disney had a very, very strange relationship with young boys. If you want to look at it that way, you can find all of that. If you want to read all that sick stuff online, I'm not going to go into detail on that. But the reality is, is this, you know, Club 33, that was for 33 Degree Mason. That's what it was for at Disney World. And, you know, many people say that he was a 33 Degree Mason. And we talked about in depth yesterday what the 33 Degree Masons are involved in and what they do. But Disney is fantasy. If you don't believe that, look at one of the very first movies, Fantasia, that Disney did with Mickey Mouse and that giant demon. And look at it. Just really watch it. I remember one time I was a little kid. They came on TV, and I looked at it. And I, walked, I got up next to the TV set, and I looked at it, and I thought, this ain't right. I mean, I'm a little kid. I'm like five years old, and I'm looking at this thing, or seven years old, or eight years old. And I said, I just turned off the TV. I said, this is scary. Scared the living daylights out of me. And I thought, something ain't right with this. This is, this is evil. My mom saw it. She goes, what the heck are you watching? I'm like, I don't know. Something Disney's on the Disney Channel. And they played Fantasia one night, you know, on the wonderful world of Disney. This has gotten back, back in the 60s. And that's the whole key premise of Disney is that dark, dark, dark side of witchcraft and sorcery and fantasy. And what that allows them to do, pay attention for just a second because it's going to step into another notch here. It allows people to be groomed for the metaverse. You're not a boy. You're not a girl. You can be anything you want to be, get into the metaverse, and you can live out your wildest fantasies of whatever you want to be. And you can be Iron Man jumping off a building, and you can fly around. This thing is going to be evil to the core because it's going to allow people to basically bring their darkest sides out, do whatever they want to do, and be able, be allowed to get away with it. You know, this one lady said, I went into the metaverse, and I was immediately raped. I was gang raped. I mean, that's, that's awful. Now, think about it. 
You know, how in the world did that even happen? But that's just the metaverse. That's how sick it's going to be. Now, remember that meta, the meta, you know, in Hebrew stands for death. You know, and, you know, so, so you got you got to look at this stuff and who's doing all this stuff is they're bringing in their wildest satanic fantasies through all of this stuff. And now Disney is full blown marketing, full blown perverted fantasy. I want to be a little boy today. Tomorrow I'll be a little girl. Tomorrow I'll be a caterpillar. And off it goes and wild, crazy stuff. And now they've got that full gay buzz light that you're seeing. And I'm going to tell you guys this. This is super important. I don't ask you to do this very often. You need to tell all of your friends on your Facebook accounts, all of your friends on your emails, all of your friends in Instagram, everybody that you know, that Buzz Lightyear is going to have a full-blown homosexual scene in it and warn the parents not to go to this movie. Because the one thing about Disney is they're still steeped in greed. You know, you can watch them in their theme parks, how expensive everything is. Because remember, Disney is owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. It's owned by the Bloodline families. It's owned, again, by the same group of people that run the planet who own all the media, you know, all the mainstream media, and control most of the alt media. You know, shows like ours are going to turn into, are going to become dinosaur shows. They really are. Because the vast majority of alt media is starting to march to the drum of the same beat of mainstream media because they're being bought up and basically the advertisers are going in and they're basically telling them what they can and can't say. Remember the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Stanley Kubrick had a special thing with Hollywood. Many people say that he filmed the fake moon landing and released the film as quote-unquote live theater when it was being released you know in 1970 now here's the thing or 69 i don't know what stanley kubrick did or didn't do all i know is he did the shining when he talked about the fake moon landing he did clockwork orange when he talked about the mk ultra mind control experience and did one more thing he did the movie eyes wide shut which i'm not recommending anybody watch all of his movies are pretty weird he also talked about with dr strange love about fluoride and how bad it was for the brain and what it did so he was a Hollywood insider, and there was a 15-minute segment of that movie, Eyes Wide Shut, that Stanley Kubrick insisted stayed in, and suddenly he was dead. And then the movie was edited, the 15 minutes was taken out, and the movie was released. This was Tom Cruise, Scientologist, gay guy Tom, and great actor, though. Great, stunt, great, great, amazing, amazing actor. And so what ended up happening is, you know, you get into a situation where, you know, this is the promotion of all of this perversion and filth in Hollywood. Look at look at the, look at that absolute sickos and who's in jail now out there. Where Weinstein? I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the guy was just raping people at will, and just he's a sick pervert. And, and you know, and that's why I like Governor DeSantis on the show yesterday when he said, "I wear it as a badge of honor to go against the same people that basically put Weinstein on a pedal," and I do too. So there's enough of us out here that are telling you guys the truth. If the people will listen, which good luck getting your friends to listen, by the way. But if you tell them a Buzz Lightyear is going to try to groom your little boy to be a queer, I thought I'd mention that. You know, how are you going to explain to you? And, you know, let me let me let me tell you guys a story. I, I have, I've told you the story years ago. I'll tell it to you again. Years ago, Austin was eight years old, and we were basically at the at a, at a mall. I think it was called the Galleria Mall in Houston, and there was a there was a Louis Vuitton store, or that wasn't Louis Vuitton. It was a uh, oh I can't remember anymore a Versace store at the mall. And I don't buy Versace stuff. I mean, it's just the stuff's too expensive. But my wife wanted to go in there and look at it. And Austin was with us. And when we walked in there, she's looking at jeans that were ridiculously overpriced. I told her, absolutely not. And suddenly we looked up on this, on the wall 
and there was a gay poster of a guy with another guy on his lap about to kiss. And Austin's looking at me. He's eight years old. He goes, Daddy, what the heck is that? This is, that's, that's, that's awful. He knew it was wrong. And I, and I turned around. I walked out, and I told the sales girl who was working with us. I said, I'm not going to buy anything from you guys because of that poster. And she says, will you please tell my manager he's the one who put it up? And I've had so many complaints, and so many people have walked out of the store because of that poster. And I said, and so I said, sure. So the guy comes walking out, and Sharon and Austin, they walked outside in the hallway in the, in the mall, the, the lobby, whatever you want to call it, the, the breezeway. And I remember the guy walked over to me, and I told him, I said, dude, I'm not going to buy anything from you. And he got all mad and kind of bowed up on me. And I looked at him, I said, dude, I don't care if you're a flaming queer. I don't care. But don't force it on my family or on my children. And, of course, he, we, we almost got into a – well, I'm not going to go any further than telling you any more about it. But the next time I came back to the mall, you know, it was like a year later, that poster was down. That poster was down. And what the irony was this. It had two stores there. They were side by side. They had knocked out the wall, and it had become one store. Apparently, the sales had crashed enough that this store basically had to consolidate and take up half the space it was in the mall. But I went to the mall management about that. And I went to the mall management, and I mean I pitched a fit like four layers deep, and that poster got taken down. But, guys, this was you know, this was 25 years ago. It was already starting back then, grooming our children. Now, I've got another friend of mine. Her name is Terry, and she worked for the state. Of, she worked for the federal government. You know, she worked with – you know, she basically was a prosecutor, and she was a full high-level attorney, and she listens to the show on a regular basis. And she'll hear this. She'll be talking about her today. And she's a really good friend. She's like a sister to me. I mean, she's she's the kind of girl that if she called me up from a Mexican jail and had been arrested illegally and put in a Mexican jail, she'd call me. I'd make sure she got out of jail. That's the kind of friend she is. And she did the same thing for me. Okay. But here's the thing. She told me when she was working in Tampa, Tampa, in Tampa, with the FBI, the federal office over there in Tampa in prosecution, she said in Ocala, Florida, there was a NAMBA organization. International Men with Boys Association. Okay, and I'm, I'm telling guys that this is this is some sick stuff. I'm just telling you what she told me, and she said their mantra, their motto was "Sex before eight, or it's too late." I'm going to say it again: "Sex before eight, or it's too late." With these young boys, and here's why: when these young boys are four, five, and six, and they're being raped, and they're being told that it's going to be good for them, and they're going to really enjoy it, and all the other sick crap these perverted pedophiles say, they're going to be taken out back and shot in the back of the head. Quite frankly, you're strung up and hung in public view so that everybody would know what these people are. They take these children when they're in that theta brainwave state, and they basically rape them. And this is the perversion of that. And, with the, and the headquarters for NAMBA, the North American Men and Boys Association, I kid you not, it was in Ocala, Florida. And she said there were so many pedophiles up there. Now you think, wow, Ted. Interestingly enough, John Travolta <laughs> moved to Ocala to have his estate there with his wife, with Kelly. And, of course, he had a runway there, too, where he could bring his jet in there and park his jet by his house. But isn't that odd that he basically decided to pick Ocala? I'm not saying that's what he was involved with. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say this is that that organization is real. I know Terry, and Terry has always told me the truth. She's a good friend. So here's the irony of all of this. What are they doing to your children? And I've told you this before about how they have these orgies in D.C., these drunken cocaine fuel parties with whores and young girls and basically pages. And I was up there a few years ago, 
I was speaking in a conference in D.C., and I was up there with Coach Dabelmeyer. You guys who know him, you can call him and you can ask him. We walked through the halls of Congress. We walked through the halls of Congress. And all of these pages they had up there, all these men who were pages, every single one of them looked queer. I'm not exaggerating. 50% of them didn't look queer. I finally looked at Coach, and I said, do all of these guys look queer to you? He goes, every one of them, Ted. I'm like, okay, what's wrong with this? This is the pedophile group that now runs D.C. This is the same group that basically goes with little boys, goes with little gore girls. I guess they'd call themselves pansexuals, whoever they can rape at the current time. A lot of these congressmen are into this kind of sick stuff. And that's why Republican congressmen said last week that the D.C. elites invited him to sex, secret sex orgies. I talked about this earlier this week, but I want to bring this up again. Republican Congressman Madison Cawthorn, who's 25 years old, revealed during an interview that the elites in D.C. invited him to secret sex orgies at their private homes. I'm sure they have many cameras set up. I'm adding that. Cawthorn also revealed how some of the same lawmakers who are leading on the movement to try to remove addiction in our country are doing drugs at such parties. He said that the lawmakers get bullied into making companies making making compromises because powerful entities get leverage over them by collecting and weaponizing dirt on their personal lives. Wayne Allen Root was on my show a couple years ago. He's a good friend of mine. He said the same thing. He said that these people in D.C. are told after their compromise, there's certain things you're going to have to vote a certain way on. We'll tell you when. 90% of the time, we won't care, but certain things are going to come up. You're going to vote the way we tell you to, or we're going to release this information on you. So you have your choice. You can be a congressman or a senator all the days of your life. will keep you in office. Every once in a while, we'll ask you to vote a certain way. If you do, you'll maintain your pension and your senatorship and everything else as long as you want. If you don't, we're going to just release all this information on you, and we're going to destroy you. That's their choice. Horrible choice, right? They're going to get destroyed, or they're going to basically have to basically compromise. That, and that's why Wayne said that almost every single person compromises. And that's why I wanted to read this article to you today, because when also started talking about the fantasy world they all live in, D.C. is just like this. It's set up as a pentagram. It's got a, it's a five-pointed star, the streets are, with an open leg on one of the streets trapped the seething energies of Lucifer. That's why it was developed that way. It's got an obelisk to Lucifer, an erected phallic symbol called the Washington Monument. All of this stuff is based on the ancient Egyptian religions that were brought to us by the Sabbatean Kabbalist Luciferians, Masonic Lodges, who basically remember almost every single person who signed the Declaration of Independence and started Washington, D.C., were high-level masons, including George Washington. Remember this stuff, guys. They wanted it to be the new Atlantis. There's an open leg on the streets of D.C. that was done symbolically to trap the seething energies of Lucifer in that capital. It's satanic. It's all satanic. And that's why we're in the situation we are in this country right now, because these Luciferian people have gotten more and more and more power. And that's why Jeffrey Epstein went in with Mossad and just like Maxwell went in with Mossad and basically blackmail. They said, you know, literally over a thousand politicians. But where's that list? Why didn't we get the list when Jeffrey Epstein and Shalai Maxwell went on the trial? Oh, that's right. All that testimony was sealed. A lot of it was not even allowed to be given because, oh, that's right. Shalai Maxwell's judge was a lesbian Jew. Oh, imagine that. All of this stuff happens continually, and we see it, and we don't know what to do with it because the media won't talk about it because they're also controlled by the same groups. 
And that's why shows like ours are so important. So I want to thank you again that you guys are supporting Health Masters. It means the world to me. It really does. I talked about that in length yesterday. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you again this morning, and it means the world to me. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and you know, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, my friends, and it's interesting. I just saw earlier on Breitbart's now brought it up. You know, in the midst of what we're seeing now with this massive inflation and massive chaos that they're continually continually putting right in front of us and telling everybody that it's the new normal when it's not. Now, the Biden administration has been applauded for launching transgenderism as the new X gender marker. So now you can put X on your passport for your gender if you are considered transgender. They have now got this into federal bills now where you can put an X down instead of M or F, male or female. They now can put an X down if you decide you want to be a weirdo. Again, this isn't something that just came about all of a sudden. They've been working on this for years to try to instill as much perversion and as much confusion into a fantasy world instead of people being in a world of reality always remember that my friends thank you again for getting the truth and the news out there on a regular basis be sure if you need anything healthmasters.com vitamin c powder on sale immune support uh kit on sale three pack special purple sticks got some more of those incoming right now for everybody great formula great pre-workout purple sticks on sale on the website right now at healthmasters.com Thank you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.